When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? I mean, I should have said I am Andy Three Hammocks Dawson. Pow, pow, yeah, pow. I don't know if I want that to catch on or not, though. I don't know if it's a good thing. But it's a bit of a mouthful. It is, yeah. Um, I'm not recording Plus, if there's hammock. a revolution, which there could oh, be, because I sense, I, I sense in the air <laughs> hey? that in, in Britain right now, there's a lot of tension, there's a lot of anger, right. there's a lot of resentment, and a wind of... I can, I can smell the wind of change. I can smell it on the wind. In leafy bars. Which is weird. Southwest London. It's, yeah. Oh, actually, let me tell you something really interesting about Barnes, oh, right, go since ahead. you brought it up. <laughs> Barnes, and I've just found this out in the last 24 hours, is the birthplace mm. of association football. Whoa. How about and that? And this is a true fact Our that favorite my subject wife on this discovered. Podcast. Right. Um, let me just do, remember this guy's name, because she's been telling me all about him. He's, he's quite a good character. Inventor of football. John Football. Barnes. Yeah, well, I assumed his name was um, Sir John Football, yeah. but his name is in fact Ebenezer Morley. Oh, Ebenezer. <laughs> I don't know if he was a distant relative of Trevor Morley, the former West yeah, Ham centre well forward, been, yeah. or there was also a lad called Tony Morley as well, wasn't it? But um, Ebenezer Morley, Morley was from. <laughs> yeah, he was from. Uh, he was from Yorkshire. Right. Right, but he was the first person to codify the rules of sport because until then mm. it was just a fucking mad free for all with like a ball in the middle yeah. of it. Well, was right? he not in that program that Matey Boy wrote that we talked about recently? Julian Fellows. No, no, it wasn't because that that thing, which yeah. I think is called the English game, something like that. Th- that was about quite a few years into it. That was about oh. the moment. Because it had been it had been developed and codified I for that basically was about it being codified public schools, right. right? And and then the bit that we saw the history of was when the um, factories and the working men started to want to compete as well. Well, I'm not going. I only what? watched I only watched the first episode. I'm not going to watch any more because I, I I was under the impression it was about codification. I was only watching it for the codification, but if it's been codified uh, listen, beforehand, then I'm, I'm, I'm not, not interested. I am not lying to you. I've got a picture here. 
Ebenezer Cobb Morley. He's a wonderful fellow who wears a sort of a top hat, carries a cane everywhere, and has a nifty little beard. Ebenezer Cobb Morley mm. um, born was in an Yorkshire, English sportsman. Born in Yorkshire? Born in Yorkshire, so, moved to Barnes. Yeah, and a typical someone, the brain drain, someone who couldn't, you know, do his thing in his own locality and felt he had to go to London. Do you know London what he had enough of? Miserable Yorkshireman. Right, miserable Yorkshireman moaning about everything and he wanted to get down and meet some nice southern cheeky chappies. So that's what he fucking did, right? <laughs> what have uh, some pearly kings? Yeah, and... Yeah, oh, fuck it out, fuck it out. I'm fucking sick of all those moaning Yorkshiremen, right? He is regarded as one of the fathers of the Football Association and modern football, right? Morley founded Barnes Football Club. Uh, it played its first recorded game, a 2-0 victory against Richmond FC on the 29th of November 1862, a match the following month against Blackheath, blah, blah, blah. It's regarded, that game is regarded as the first ever official football game. The first football game played under FA rules. Barnes FC, right? of course, Morley... who now play in Big Galaxy. Okay, no, uh, yeah, they do. Really weird. Uh, it's funny how these things have come full circle. Maybe Len has been possessed somehow <laughs> by the ghost by of, the Ebenezer Morley. of Ebenezer Cobb Morley. Right? Um, yeah, I'm spending all my ever... time here in Yorkshire trying to codify stuff, and I've just got moaning minis in both ears. Getting I'll on my fucking tits. I've got to London. What? What I've realised is here, you cannot get any traction with new ideas, right? They won't have it. They're stuck in their ways. I've come up with a fucking great idea for a game. It's called football, right? <laughs> you get a big bag of air, right? You get a bunch of lads. I don't know, I'd say like 11. Then you get a bunch of lads from the next village, 11 of them. And you kick it around. I've got all sorts of rules. You kick it into a fucking net. There's white lines that the ball can't go over. It's, it's complicated, right? But codifiable. It's fucking good, and it's codifiable. I've been up the town hall, right? I've been to see the mayor, everything. No one gives a flying fuck. They're all like, eh, what a daft idea. I've never had out so daft in my life. Has it got anything to do with farming? Why don't you just stick, if you want to play sport, why don't you just stick to rolling cheeses down an hill, lad? Right? And he's sick of it, so he wants to go to what was known then and now as... The Dream Factory. Barnes. Barnes. <laughs> right. Um, the Barnes Club. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it says here he played in the first ever match under FA rules. Barnes against Richmond, December 1863. Mm. Right. And yeah, this is where the whole fucking thing was started. And in fact, he was buried here as well on Barnes Common. Uh, which is where mm. Lineker now lives, and where also, I mean, what a place Barnes Common is. I'm going there tonight. I was going to say, going do, you to... Run, do you run about on there now and again? Have you run over yeah. the, the grave of the, the godfather well, of football? This is it, right? So, when you go to Barnes Common, the most famous thing traditionally about it was Mark Boland fucking ploughed his car into a tree yeah. there and died. It's right? 28, yeah. And you'll still see the flowers and all that tied to the tree. Of course, quite so right. So, I go past that a lot. And you think, oh, yeah. Guru. Pro- Poor old Mark Boland. Mm. But now you also think, just as you're thinking poor old Mark Boland, you also think lucky old Gary Lineker. Look at that massive mansion he lives in there on the common. (laughs) But then also, and it's only a small common, 
<laughs> also, on top of that, right, Small while you're thinking these things, what we Small now know industry. is you are walking across the grave of Ebenezer Cobb-Morley, the inventor of fucking football. Fuck me. Maybe that's why Lineker lives there. I maybe, don't know. Maybe Lineker doesn't even know. Maybe Lineker just gravitated towards it by some powerful force he had no control over. The, the gods of football. And maybe maybe the go- the spirit of Ebenezer Cobb-Morley, not only did he summon Lineker to, uh, to his... There. To his grave, yeah. he also did he play a role in the death of T Rex's Mark Boland? The ghost of Ebenezer Cobb Morley stepped out into the road in front of Mark Boland that fateful night. Oh, <laughs> stop, Mark Boland! <laughs> Slow down! It's a tight bend ahead and a tree! Your, gla- your glamorous take on androgynous rock music! <laughs> Is a curse upon the youth of this town who should be focusing on football. <laughs> Crash. Because uh, I can imagine, if you look at the picture of Ebenezer Cobb Morley, he looks like a very stern, buttoned-down, conservative with a small C sort of a fellow. And his ghost would have no way approved of the antics yeah. of Mark Boland. Foot- no way. Football crowds are down. Attendees of glam rock concerts are up. This has to stop. <laughs> I must destroy you. <laughs> I must destroy Mark Boland of T-Rex. <laughs> get it on. Get it on. Get it on. God. Mark Boland driving at high speeds mm-hmm. on the South Circular Road with his own music blaring yeah. out. Yeah. Suddenly sees a, a shadow, a spectre of a Victorian sportsman mm. stood in the road. Swerves. It's the tree. Rest hey, pussy cat. What's that in the road? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, I think we so figured that go. out. So there you go. Barnes Common. And I, I'm going out tonight. To You know, I never go out. Of course Certainly not. not after hours. But tonight I'm meeting two of my mates and, you know, I'm taking a carrier bag of Heineken Zeros and right. hopefully some nuts or crisps with me. Nice. And we thought, well, there's, there's one pub open in our area, but it's totally COVID unsafe. Everyone's just there like it's normal. They stand well, outside. They're all stood together. Until the weekend. What, what the fuck? Mate, it's been open for weeks. Fuck. I don't know what the story is. It's a, um, it's a very, it's called the, I mean, I don't want to grasp well, it. I mean, do you want to see it? It's the Walkman Arms, Ooh. right? And it's by, and it overlooks the River Thames. And there's a there's a few other pubs on the same stretch over at Thames that are, have remained completely shut, of course. Mm. This pub opened about a month ago, mate, Fuck it. right? Yeah. And everyone, because you can stand out by the river. So everyone's standing there, but there is no, no one's observing like the two meter roll I drive past it and I mutter like a local battle axe to my children and go look at those idiots and all for the sake of their precious beer being a really judgmental non-drinker about it what's the facilities like are people just pissing in the river fuck knows right I don't know what people are doing but there'll only be one toilet in there Mm. right and you can't piss in the river because it's raised it's not like you're not on the river bank okay right right? so you wouldn't be able to do that so I don't know, but I don't... Uh, to be honest, I really don't approve of it, and I do tut-tut every time I right, drive right. past. Yeah. But the common, there's loads of wide open space. So rather than go to a pub or anything, we are meeting at the grave of Ebenezer Cobb Morley with some carrier bags. They will have alcohol, I will have non-alcohol and snacks, <laughs> and we will just sit around, hopefully on a log, and, you know, two metres apart, we'll sit on separate logs... 
And who knows what will happen? I haven't socialised in a long time, so I've no idea how it's done. Yeah. But I'll see how it goes. Yeah. You know, report back on Friday. And, and what episode. we'll do is, you know, you know when you see in like the gangsters in South Central LA, mm. who we're both fans of, mm-hmm. the Bloods and the Crips. Mm-hmm. Can't yep. remember which team is yours. Um, um, I'm, I'm probably the Bloods. I'm the Bloods. The I think. Yeah. Yeah, a bit more Sunderland. Um, do you, you, they always do that thing where they have a little sip of their drink and then they pour a bit for their homies, mm-hmm. don't they? Who are no longer with us. Yep. That'll be me with the Heineken Zero on the grave of yeah, uh, Ebenezer, Ebenezer come on. Claude Morley. And you know what I'm thinking as well? What's up? Well, maybe I could entice Lineker out of his house for a drink with us Ooh, on the logs. Oh, that's a big ask. How are you going to do that then? How are you going to lure him out? Yeah, exactly. Gary, it's me, Sam Delaney. British top journalist. <laughs> Off of Top Flight Time I saw, <laughs> Gary. I saw you that time in the fruit shop. <laughs> I interviewed you in 1999, Gary. Do you remember? <laughs> My mum's still got a photo of us on her wall. <laughs> That's not weird, Gary. Gary, it's not weird. Anyway, Gary. I'm related to Bobby Zamora. <laughs> yeah, do you know Bobby? He says hello. You must know him. He's a footballer hey. as well. <laughs> hey, Bob. Hey, Gary, you know this is the grave of Ebenezer Cop Morley. Yeah, we're having a little wake for him. Fancy coming and joining us. And Mark Ballin. <laughs> This this Heineken Zero has got your name on it, Gary. Gary, don't call the police. Don't be a dick. You could just say no, and that would be that. Why are you calling the police? One other thing that's got me wondering as well, when did the name Ebenezer die out? That's a fantastic name, isn't it? I can think of Ebenezer Cobb Morley. I can think of Ebenezer Scrooge. It had a revival with Ebenezer Good in the early Mm. 90s with The Shaman, but that was a one-off, I think. When, um, when when my wife told me about Ebenezer Cobb Morley yesterday, I started immediately singing, he's a good, he's a good, he's Ebenezer <laughs> good. Did, yeah. and, <laughs> and now I just can't stop thinking about it. And I also can't stop thinking about Mr. C from The Shaman and what he's up to now. Oh, Any yeah. ideas? I imagine he's living in Ibiza, I think. Yeah. Um, I could do a quick search and find out so what he's up to because everyone's oh, on Wikipedia. I'd love it if you did. Everyone's I mean, I don't want to put more work on your plate. Mr. C, well, he's still alive. That's a good sign. He's Thank now God. 55. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, of course. Uh, let me I see. thought he'd be Scroll like Peter Pan all the way and just never age. Bottom. He runs and promotes Super Freak events, which <laughs> turned 15 years old in March 2017 and ran monthly at the end until it closed down in January 2009. That's quite a while ago. Uh, he's Yeah, he runs events around the world. He's married to a Mexican actress and model. Oh. oh. He's called uh, Zokiti Marbach. And her first name oh, is pronounced now, X-O-C-H-I-T-L. Zokitl. Marbach. Imagine being married to a woman whose name began with an X, Sandy. It's something of the future, Sam. It's, it's something that every schoolboy dreams of, yeah. but very few of us realise that dream. I'm going to try and have a look at her. This feels I'll a bit creepy now. I'm not going to try and have a well, look at her. Well, this is where we are, mate, business. so there's no turning back. It's none of my business. I'm, I've stopped. I've drawn a line. Hang on. No, he's a public figure. This information's in the public domain. Right, okay. If he didn't want two weird men on a podcast to start looking at pictures of his wife online, <sighs> okay. then perhaps he shouldn't have gone into show business. Well, all right, fair yeah? enough. Fair enough. Uh, her MySpace account still exists. That's any help. Uh, Good. Is she on Facebook, I wonder? 
She's not on Facebook. I'm she enjoys of my wife. She enjoys a, a relatively high level of privacy, so she's not on Facebook. Uh, All right. Oh, the picture of her on our MySpace account is uh, it's not it's not showing up. It's quite hard to say what she looks like. Google Images isn't really bringing anything up. All right, maybe she has tried to wipe herself from public records. We'll, yeah. we'll let her off. But I'm thinking of getting my wife to attach a silent X to the front of her name. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that'll be whatever spices things up for you, you know? Yeah, Good it's like, it's sort of, in a way, it's like a it's like a sex game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sweetheart, let's spice things up. Pretend there's an X at the start of your name. I found a picture of her on MySpace, but it's very, very small. But she looks quite exotic. Attractive, an attractive woman. The kind of woman you'd expect to see married to Mr. C of the Sherman. Well, well done, Mr. C. It sounds like your life's really turned out well, and I'm glad about that because, you know, I think about some of those, you know, kings of the rave era, Mm -hmm. and you just... At the time, people would started taking ecstasy willy-nilly, mm. and no one knew, because it was a new drug, no one knew the long-term effects. You couldn't know, could you? No, not at all. And in, in a way, I always think about ecstasy, it's like the sort of drug, it gives you so much sort of euphoria and joy, but you have to think there's only so much in your body at any one time. So yeah. It's like in a video game where you have a certain amount of energy or a certain amount of ammo. Yeah. If you shoot it all in one big spree, then you've got to survive the rest of the game with nothing. You've got to, right? You can't enjoy and all of the fun out of your body too soon. Exactly. And I, and I think that I always was worried that that's what happened with ecstasy. And those mm. lads in the early days who were like knocking them back like smarties, they couldn't believe it. Yeah. They thought, fucking hell, someone's literally invented a happy pill. Mm. I thought, well, what happens when the raving stops, lads? There's only so much but fun in your C's. body, isn't there? You know? Exactly. I thought they're going to be all funned out. But Mr. C seems to have um, struck a balance in life, which yeah. I'm delighted about. Yeah, there's quite a few pictures of her on, uh, on MySpace. Oh, there's one of the happy couple together uh, in a bar somewhere. Um, She's still got like peroxide well it's my space isn't it Sam it's just like 15 years ago probably so it's really old yeah but, uh, yeah we've probably dwelled on this too much it's not relevant this is life probably. logistics remember but good old Mr C and there's a lesson there there's a logistical lesson uh, hidden in our words about Mr C and mm. Ebenezer Cobb Morley for all of you if you if you look at it closely enough Jalapeño Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. The good news is we've got a load of logistics emails this week Shit. to get through. We better crack on with them then, because we want to try and do as many yeah. as we can. Have you got one there right in front of you? Stuart Ives. Oh, this is about Stuart the Ives. Um, Stuart Patreon Ives. tax. Stuart Ives. He's constantly in touch with us, isn't he, Stuart Ives? Yeah. Well, do you do anything other than contact us Fucking from your hell. compound in Australia or New Zealand? I can't remember which. Oh, yeah, Australia. Okay, so I'm not going to read that because it's a boring tax question. 
Um, is it? And you know, no one's interested in tax. We're not. We're not accountants. Okay, let's do this one. Golf Lampard worries. This is from someone called SB Rhodes. Firstly, thanks for the continual great content. It's been a massive help in the current climate. Proud to be IFS Platinum. Well, well said. Thank you. Uh, but straight to the point, and more one for Andy. Mm-hmm. A few mates and I have returned to playing golf over the past month, yeah. and I found myself fighting an inner Lampard on the course. One of my mates continually drags his trolley over the green, <laughs> cardinal sin in golf, yeah. and I worry that one of the golf police rangers will boot us all off mid-round. He has said that since becoming a dad, he has taken up <laughs> not giving a fuck about what the world thinks of him, which I admire, mm. other than this one fault. How do we stop him? And more importantly, how do I stop Lamparding? Cheers. And he says his name's Sam. P.S. I have an ice cube in my mouth. P.S. I've got a skip for two weeks recently. All the smash, smash, smashing fun. And found an old Euro 96 Sabucho in the garage. Nice. Woo. Fucking hell, what a show Living off. out loud. Um, he's I got w- a skip, he's been smashing, and he's got a Euro 96 boot. Yeah. I wonder if right. this fella, I wonder if this fella who says he doesn't give a fuck what anyone thinks, I wonder if we gave him that advice in a previous episode. Because that sounds we like us as well. Done, yeah. that's, that's come, that does sound like the sort of stuff we'd say. Us, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't fucking ever drag your trolley over the green. You cunt. Don't do that. It spoils it for yourselves. It spoils it for everyone else. This, this isn't. This isn't him. This is his mate. No, I'm, I'm telling him to pass this on to okay, his mate. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. You will get booted off if you get caught. Quite right. You'll have your. Uh, if you've got a membership, that'll get revoked. But no, no one cool has a membership of a golf course. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you stop him? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how you stop someone like that because he's just gone rogue. By the sounds of it, he's just he's, he's been taken over by nihilism. Um, other than you know, violence, I don't know. I don't know how you stop someone beat doing him. that. Yeah, beat him with his why, own why clubs. Don't you, why don't you all gather around and like get some? Just give him a beat. I mean, I, you know, sometimes when I was a kid, sometimes my brothers and their mates would just give me a beating. Yeah, when I was living out loud too much. Yeah, right. Because even when I was young, I liked you to live out, out loud. loud. Just put you on your and pedestal I'd, a bit. Put your back I'd on you. Give it the big one to them mm. quite a lot so beat you. and sometimes they would just literally beat me up yeah. like in a pile on yeah. and I look back and I think yeah it was fair because my behaviour probably was really annoying and warranted a beating but obviously it probably I wouldn't say it made me stop acting annoyingly but it was a little it was a, it was food for thought yeah well I think they should just have rounds of golf without this fucker just dis- you know disinvite him don't even tell them you're doing it. Do you know what I'm giving to Listen, unless... Listen, mate, all this dragging your fucking cart along. Yeah. Fine if you don't care what anyone thinks, but actually you're giving us the ump and you just got to stop it. And it, could you stop doing it, please? And if he goes, no, fuck off, mm. you go, all right, well, we're not playing for you anymore then. Simple as that. And he's become so a dad. you him a chance. Yeah, he's become a dad and he, he doesn't give a fuck what the, the world thinks. Is that the? Is that how he's going to bring his kid up? To not give a fuck yeah. what anyone thinks. I mean, it's it does, a good. It thing. doesn't quite make. It doesn't quite add up. All of this. It's golf confuses I, I, things. I, I personally, I'd give him a chance. I'd go, look, mate, yeah. knock it on the head. Because if not, there's gonna you're you're gonna have a choice. You either stop playing golf with us, or we will beat you up. Mm. Um, my my brother's mate is a builder, and they were, and he was, he, he's got his own building company, and when they were doing the um doing my brother's uh, loft conversion there was like or like extension or something there was a big problem with the glazier 
the man who provided the glass and it was yeah. coming are, are all you, the are way you, Are you tapping something to this, Sam? What are you tapping? Yeah. Oh, oh, don't worry, no. I bought myself some stress balls from Amazon. Right. So, okay. And when they arrive, I'm going to clear the whole desk of any tappable things and I'm going yeah. to keep these stress balls there. All we'll, right? all so we'll I've got something the, to fiddle the, with. That's... The low squeak of a stress ball. No, I, I got some silent ones. <laughs> okay. I read a lot of reviews, yeah. I'm going to kind anyway, of miss the tapping a little bit, should, I think. They're, they're actually arriving today, so by the next record, it'll be all right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he, I remember it was really, it was one of the most impressive things I've ever heard because he's a, he's a nice bloke, this bloke. He's a mate of mine too, uh, but he's better mates than my brothers. You know, he's a, he's a gentleman, but you can tell he's not to be crossed. And this glacier was in Wales and he was one of these contractors who was just full of shit and every day said he was bringing the glass over, mm. but never did. And my sister-in-law was getting really, really stressed out by it, right, because they couldn't do the doors or something. It had been dragging on for ages. And every day he lied, lied, lied to her. So in the end, she got really upset and she told this builder mate of ours, Andrew, and we heard him on the phone to this bloke in Wales going, yeah, remonstrating and going, no, you've got to bring the glass, mate. No, you've got to bring it. And then back and forth, back and forth. And in the end, we heard him say, we overheard him saying, listen, mate, if you don't bring the glass today, then I will fight you and I will win. <laughs> but he said it. I haven't done it justice there. He said it with such confidence and menace <laughs> that it, it, it was just a statement of fact. Like, I will fight yeah. you and I will win. Yeah. And the bloke said very quickly, uh, they knew each other, so I think the bloke knew that he was serious, and he yeah, went, yeah. all right, and he turned, he got straight in the car and drove from Glass Wales that up. day with the yeah. glass. So it's a good line, that, if you can deliver it right. Yeah. That's, it's a line that I'm already thinking could go on a T-shirt. If you can right? back it up as Although well. it could get you, well, get you into I, a lot I, of trouble. I, I will say it's very similar to something that Nigel Pearson says quite often on Athletic or Mince, so you might, there might be some kind of oh, really? overlap there between podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, he said it, I'll fight you and I will win. And um, and the bloke delivered the glass. So try using that on the guy on the golf course. Yeah, if you can back it up, it's a very good line to use that, I think, so, definitely. Or, or just adapt it, say, we will beat you up mm. and we will win. And we will win. There like are more that. of us know. than there are of you. Yeah, um, we will beat you. We, we've had a, another email from John the Drummer with a, an updated version of the new version of the theme tune with all the drums in that he's been yeah. doing. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. I love it. I love, I love it. it. Yeah. High drama. He says he's trying to keep the vocals high in the mix, but trying to keep the original drums under control. Uh, well, I think that sounds perfect to me. I think we have a new theme tune there. Yeah. Happy Thank with that. you. Sign that off now. Well done. Yeah. Love it. Thanks, it's John. signed off. Uh, but uh, as I say, if anyone wants to, you can keep adding to this, guys, if you want to <laughs> add some big synth. <laughs> Or anything like that. Or just write us a song. I like the idea of putting together a Cunter supergroup, right? A Top Flight Time Machine supergroup who can do it in, in, this, you know, in the era of COVID-19. The whole thing is done remotely. So the tracks are recorded remotely and then one person serves as producer, engineer and brings the track together. Um, and feel free, you know, don't start bothering us with lyrics. Me and Andy will handle those. But... Yeah. Um, but by all means, you know, just just like remember what we said last time. We like what this guy's done with the drums because the sound is big. Mm. Think Phil Collins producing numbers at the Power Station Studios yes. in New York yes. in the 1980s. Huge, That's the sound. Huge drums, yeah. Yeah. 
Right, anyway. Onwards. Uh, okay, so let's uh, do a... Uh, there's a, Someone's got a problem with their lawn. Yeah, uh, oh, no, I'm here's a good up. one. This is a Sunderland Asda fight dilemma. Do you want to hear this? Oh, yeah. Dear podcunts, bit rude. I was up the Asdas the other day, brackets, Sunderland Leechmere. I know it well. You know that one? I know is it, it well. a good one? Yeah. Is that your preferred one? It might be. <laughs> and as I was loading my click and collect, an altercation broke out between a couple of knobheads in a car <laughs> and a girl with a couple of dogs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. A couple of knobheads in a car and a girl with a couple of dogs. <clears throat> Standard fight. Yeah. After some verbals between one of the knobheads and the girl, the other knobhead took over, got out of the car, and a fair few air punches Whoa! were thrown. To be fair, my money was on the girl. She looked hard as nails. But that's by the by. I got to wondering, what's the protocol for getting involved in street aggro? As a practicing coward, this is not <laughs> my area at all. But we've all <laughs> can been I just involved. Can I just say <laughs> T-shirt, <laughs> practicing, practicing coward, coward. Very to go good. with a local hardman range. <laughs> yeah, but we've all been involved in touch-and-go situations that makes our asses drop out. I wanted your take on the situation and whether or not it was acceptable to cower behind my car, <laughs> continuing loading up my groceries and pretend not to notice what was going on. Mm, well, it's very simple. You've got to look at what the odds are, mm. both in terms of your own ability to control a situation. And also, if someone's being bullied unfairly, mm. then I think you sort of sometimes have to get involved. Um, but if it's just knobheads, yeah. then you just think, let them fucking fight. I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. And you, you said that she fancied her chances. Or you fancied her chances. She looked hard and she, and had, she had two had dogs. dogs as well, yeah. So that evens things up. I think none of your business. But, you know, if you've seen, like, a bunch of lads starting on a little, you know, mm. a... Um, a young boy in like an Oliver Twist type lad who's got lost on his way home from the library and has dropped his library books, <laughs> and some other lads have gathered round him and are spitting on him. This is a very then specific think, example. Get, this is based on yeah, anything at all. I'm just coming home from the library. Look, all right, here's a good one, right? It's just completely a story. Let's say you see a bloke. Mm. Let's see. Let's say you say a kid, right? And he's gone down to order himself his tea. I don't know. I'm spitballing it. He's gone down to the chippy. He just wants to get himself some dinner, right? He's minding his own business, and he's ordered a fish cake and chips, right? Yeah. And a bunch of rougher lads who are bigger and older than him start shouting fish cake at him, mm-hmm. pushing him around, laughing it, at him it can for ordering happen, a fish yeah. cake. Yeah. This is the sort of thing that can happen in in Britain, on the streets of Britain in 2020. If you see a situation like that, you're duty-bound as a citizen to get involved and protect the fish cake kid because ultimately, what's this kid done wrong? Nothing. Why should he be singled out for this kind of attention from you, rough lads, And you're right? not just protecting the fish cake kid. You're protecting the fish cake community as a whole. Yeah, because today, today, you know, like first they came for the fish cake kids and I did nothing <laughs> for I was not a fish cake kid. Then... They came for the sausage and batter kids, and I did nothing because I am not a sausage and batter kid. <laughs> then they came for the minced beef and onion pie kids, and so on and so on. You should see where this is going. What I'm saying is if you see people getting bullied in in or around a chippy, then you know get yourself involved. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, definitely. Does that does that answer that question then? I think that answers that, answers that, that question. Yeah. Let's look at this lawn one. 
that you were about yeah. to mention from James Bloodworth, and he says, I recently bought a new house which features a bit of lawn in the photograph. And the Show off, isn't he? Look lawn, at this. He's got well, a right nice lawn the, out the, the front the, the bit of and lawn, a nice motor. It's what, about eight foot square, do you think? It's nice lawn, though, isn't it? Well, it's, well, it's not a well lot, careful. really. It's a bit of a patch. But he says, I've been mowing it consistently. However, I recently discovered I don't actually own the lawn, which is very confusing what? and upsetting. Sir John Persimmon, yeah. who I bought the house off, retained ownership. Should I carry on mowing the lawn or rely on the estate management company? I have to pay £120 a year to come and cut it. Bearing in <laughs> mind, I haven't seen a single piece of evidence of any estate managing in four months. James, P.S. Well, I have an ice cube in my mouth. Mmm, tricky. Well, I mean, mate, mow the fucking lawn. Or don't. I mean, it depends how you feel. But if you want, if you're the sort of bloke who likes to have a nice, neat lawn out front it and it disturbs you to not have one, then you just need to fucking do mow. it. You can't live your life on principle. Ah, I Look at that disgusting lawn. I refuse to mow it um, until the until the estate management company come and explain themselves or mm-hmm. refund me some of my money. Listen, right, they might come, they might not. They won't. But on the whole in life, you're much less stressed if you keep things simple. You could act on principle, but you'll only get stressed out. This is is another thing that you learn in recovery, right? Right. In any situation when you're facing any challenge, all you you should really focus is on what can I do? It's the serenity prayer, isn't it, Sam? It it is, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's that, it's that, yeah. uh, God grant me the... Oh, I fucking can't stuff, remember. The stuff, but, the, the things I can do yeah. stuff about and ignore the shit I can't... Yeah, and the and, wisdom and to tell the difference. Work out which is which. Amen. And it's so true, because any situation where you're frustrated, right, the worst frustration is because, like a madman shouting at the moon, mm. right, you are talking about the injustice and the unfairness and how someone else has been out of order or sometimes not even someone else sometimes just a situation a set of situations like you see people being mad because well we were going to go out for a fucking picnic and it's raining fucking why is it raining there is nothing you can do your first thought should only be what do we do with all these sandwiches now fuck it let's eat them in the the fucking front room instead yeah yeah and that's the same here. It's like only ever focus. If you focus on what you can do, what positive action can I take to to make this challenge easier, then you will get less stressed and you will get through things a lot quicker. But if you act on principle and choose to focus all your energies on a perceived injustice, and maybe it's not perceived, maybe it's a, a real injustice. You know, they are taking the piss a bit, but why dwell on it? That's life. you just got to think, I, that, mo- that lawn needs mowing. You should have read the small print when you bought the house, and it would have been apparent there was £120 fine almost per year for this mm. estate management thing. Plus as well, what I will add, I enjoy mowing my lawn. I've got a little bit of lawn. I enjoy mowing it. Mm. I find it slightly therapeutic. Um, yeah. I find I find myself become, becoming a man of toil, Almost mm. uh, man getting of the me land. hands dirty. A man of the land. That's exactly. You've got plastic mm. grass, haven't you, Sam? So you don't have that problem. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. I, I once had a lawn and I bought a fly mow and I dip, mowed it about it once. I thought, you. fuck this. Yeah. So I sold the fly mow to my mate and got a load of plastic grass. With the money. Yeah. I mean, this bit mm. of grass you've got here, James. It's eight foot square. You can mow that cunt in about three minutes. So. Do what you want yeah, to do. I reckon he just sent it because he wants to show off about his nice... He's got a lovely white car yeah. and a nice little patch of grass yeah. with a little sort of... What would you call that? A bush or a tiny it's tree? Some kind of shrub, isn't it? In the Either way, it looks like a nice setup out front. Yeah. So just I, I wouldn't let it. that enjoy go it, to James. rack and ruin. You've been screwed over with mm. 120 quid a year, but there you go. 
that's about it, Sam, I think. Pretty much. Yeah, okay. There are some other things that we haven't got through, but we'll save them over till next week. Yeah, so yeah. if you have yeah. if you're looking for advice and haven't responded, don't yeah. don't lose faith. Unless it's like time sensitive, in which case sorry, can't yeah. help you. We've done our put, allotted put, thirty four minutes. Urgent, put urgent and couple of letters if it's urgent. But otherwise, yeah. uh, you know, fuck it. Right, um there we go. Thanks very much. We'll be back with more shit tomorrow. Um keep it cunty. GTFN. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.